we thank you so much for the day. We thank you for the opportunity to gather here on Chuck's patio. We thank you for Jeff Cook and Jeff Stout and Chris and the work that they do to help bring this to uh, other, other men uh, every week. Lord, thank you for the media, the venue, the technology that we use to reach men and to reach others. Lord, if it wasn't for you, none of this would be worthwhile. Please never let us lose sight of that. We're here to worship you, to learn, to be instructed. Open our hearts, open our ears. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Good to be on the patio this morning. Um, Good to be outside. Grateful for Chuck hosting us and especially Mary Allen. She's up. Not many wives would be up, but a good wife will do that. So we're grateful that Mary Allen would allow us to intrude uh, in in her uh, domain uh, this early. And there's about seven or eight of us here on the uh, patio and grateful for the guys showing up and grateful for you uh, tuning in. Um, I want to offer you a song uh, this morning. Um, You're going to hear this song twice uh, this morning uh, because I want to show a a little bit of... um, uh, what we went through in Arkansas. We just got back uh, last night, and I have a lot more to say about that as we go along this morning. But uh, I wanted to play a song for you uh, by Mumford & Sons. Um, everybody under 30 will be a, uh, uh, familiar with this, and everybody over 30, we're still trying to figure out who Mumford & Sons are. But um, the chorus is, Awake my soul, awake my soul. So much of growing um, is about being conscious. And Ephesians 5 talks about, wake up, O sleeper. And it's just the Bible's way of saying, be conscious, be alert, be um, aware. And so um, just uh, uh, one of the um, parts of the song goes like this. In these bodies, we will live. In these bodies, we will die. And where you invest your love, you invest your life. In these bodies, we will live. In these bodies, we will die. And where you invest your love, you invest your life. May you hear the voice of God and it open your heart to what he has for us this morning. I fickle my heart and I was in my eyes. I struggle to find any truth in your life. And now my heart stumbles on things I don't know My weakness I feel I must finally show Let me arise, I can change what you see but your soul you must keep totally free. I, 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 I. Your life in these bodies, we will live. 
In these bodies we will die Where you invest your love You invest your life Be on the alert, stand firm in your faith, act like men, be strong. The words from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. We continue into the wilderness, understanding and embracing the dark times of life. Follow with me as we read our introductory paragraph. Words translated as wilderness occur nearly 300 times in the Bible. Wilderness seasons are brutal, but God is powerfully at work in the wilderness seasons of our lives. The only question is, do we have eyes to see it? In order for God to give us the choice of whether or not to trust him, he must present us with a moment of crisis. And since he wants us to seek help from him, he brings us through the wilderness to remove all other help first. When we're in a wilderness season, it's easy to lose sight of God's protection, provision, and preparation. We might even wonder, how can I trust God's goodness when I'm in this desolate place? But remember Jesus. He went through the ultimate wilderness, the desolation and humiliation of dying under the curse of God. If that is the measure of God's love and commitment to us, we can trust him in our own wilderness seasons. Let's journey together. Well, gentlemen, we continue. And this morning we want to look at um, the idea of walk with God become mature. Walk with God, become mature. It's a journey. It's a process. So pick up your pen. Let's go to work. I have three questions for you, deliberate and intentionally digging in. First question, what is your focus today? And guys, I'll tell you, when I ask that question, what comes to my mind that is so often the case is we could easily say many of us what we're anxious about. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. That's my focus. What I'm anxious about. Okay. Well keep thinking about that and see how that works. You know, it's kind of like red faced monkeys, red faced monkeys, red faced monkeys, red faced monkeys, and all the red faced monkeys are gathering in my front yard. 
Um, but that is not the way that we walk with God and become mature. What is our focus? Um, you're going to hear um, quite a bit this morning about our uh, annual men's coaching adventure. Um, we had planned to be in Yosemite National Park uh, this year. And uh, obviously, this is not the year to travel to California, uh, hardly travel anywhere. Uh, so we switched all that, uh, eliminated airline flights, and we went to Arkansas. And 25 of us um, did our best to uh, uh, be respectful of one another's health uh, in the pandemic. And we gathered uh, and tried to take care of each other. And God met us in Arkansas at Bull Shoals Lake. What is your focus? Maturity was the focus um, in walking with God with these 25 guys. Um, the last night, I want to show you this. The last night, we had been journaling all week, and I've been taking the guys, all of us, through an exercise of journaling, kind of a se seven-step structural uh, framework for journaling. And the seventh step is, is now that I've journaled through these other previous six, um, what I'm feeling now is, and we used that our last night um, to just explain or, or, or just identify what we're feeling now. Having spent the week together and uh, playing together and working together um, in walking with God, what we're feeling now, humble, serene, loved, accepted, encouraged, empowered, grateful, belonging, connected, hopeful, honored, uh, peace, renewed, expanded, clarity, capable, full, hopeful, full, protected, validated, fathered, shalom, complete, and restored. Our, our hearts were different on that last night. I want to read to you uh, just one of what one of the guys wrote. Um, the, the, um, I asked the guys to fill out a feedback sheet, and it's just my experience. What, what was my experience? One guy writes, deep intimacy, shared experiences with one another, and vulnerability, exposure to meaningful risk. I experience men who risk to be vulnerable. I experience fatherly validation in my feedback. I experience intimacy with God through these men and in the experience of him in creation. I experience rest, reflection, and adventure. Adventure made me come alive. I experienced peace where there had been anxiety. I experienced connection in aloneness and deep joy being back in the circle. Genuine connection and fellowship at the Father's table. It was life-changing. It was a great week. I wish you could have been with us. I wish everybody could have been with us. So what's your focus I, ho I hope it's about growth and not of all the crazy stuff going on around us. Question number two, how are you becoming a mature man of God? As I've said throughout this pandemic, I would hope that we would all be able to say as we look through the rearview mirror, and this is all over, and it, and it will be over, um, seasons of life come and go. This will one day be behind us, and we'll all be together back in the C Spire training room, and that can't come soon enough. Um, but it would be tragic not to be able to say, I've grown in my walk with God. I'm actually a better man today than I was when this whole thing started. That, you know, nine months ago, six months ago, I was in a different place than I am now. I'm in a hard place, a better place, whatever place I'm in, it is a more firm place in my connection with God. Um, I want to ask uh, John uh, Norton and uh, Chuck McBride to just come and share. They were both on our trip um, this, uh, the, uh, this past week and just share as way of illustration of this question um, a little bit about what God did in their hearts this week. Guys? Good morning. 
I'm uh, I'm Chuck McBride. If you don't, uh, for those of you who don't know me, um, I appreciate the opportunity to get to, to share a little bit this morning. Uh, it was uh, you'll see when Phil shows the video. We just had a fun time. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of just downtime, a lot of time to recreate, a lot of time to just as Phil calls it, summer camp for grown men. Uh, it's just a it, it was a really good time. I guess what I wanted to do to just share my things about, it, I was, you know, as we go through this opening thing, how can I trust God's goodness when I'm in this desolate place? Um, just being in that natural beauty, uh, the, the unchanging nature of that, it's just a great reminder of, you know, the fact that God doesn't change. And if you've ever been to deer camp or you go on one of these summer trips, uh, at the end, we always get a, a remembrance that we take with us. We call it a zakar. And uh, I've just picked up a rock, which was easy to find. It was a very rocky place. Um, this has a lot of quartzite in it and just a lot of strata. And you can just tell it's just old. It's old, old, old. And it's just a good reminder of how um, God's just not changing. And um, just going to the Psalms where it says uh, out of Eugene Peterson, Psalm 102, 25, you laid earth's foundations a long time ago and handcrafted the very heavens. You'll still be around when they're long gone threadbare and discarded like two old suits of clothes so you know when you're up there and you're in that beauty it's just a great reminder of the constancy of God and the constancy of his creation and uh, there's a just a short devotion on a sentence or two out of it. it says all the promises of God depend upon the truth that God is unchanging the apostle Peter used language similar to the psalmist to assure believers of the finality of God's word Quoting the prophet Isaiah, he wrote, The grass withers and the flowers fail. I'm sorry, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Um, and that's just what, what being there reminded me of. And then finally, I guess the thing I would do in just terms of relating the experience with the guys. Um, again, if you've ever been to deer camp, and if you haven't, I just strongly encourage you to do it. It's, a, it's just a great experience, and you'll be... Uh, you you will be changed. You will experience change through going to deer camp or going on one of these summer trips. But we always open with 10 guidelines, and I'm just going to hit the first three because I think they sum it up. Um, it's all about a safe place, a place of acceptance where you can just be open and honest. Uh, it invites you to be intentional about assessing where are you, truly where are you at this point in time. And it invites us to develop relationships, get to know one another, reach out and develop community. It's just a great opportunity to build some really long-term relationships with guys you might not otherwise cross paths with. But, um, you know, I'm just grateful for the fact that God's put them in my life and given me the opportunity to be around them. So, um, again, I would just strongly encourage you to, to get, get involved with these parts of the ministry and, and uh, you know, come to deer camp, come to fish camp, um, and take one of these trips. So, thanks, Phil. Like this. Oh, oh, just like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Good morning, I'm John Norton, and uh, just turning with these guys from uh, the Adventure 2020 uh, trip to Bull Shoals, uh, Arkansas, had a great time, and uh, we, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't know, I, the first one didn't know what to expect, but it, it just could not have been um, a better week. I want to, as Chuck did, uh, share my Zakar. Zakar means remembering one, and um, we, we, at the end of deer camp, or at the end of uh, the adventure trip, we, we we uh, encourage men to pick out something on the grounds usually or whatever, a leaf or uh, something in the in the building or whatever that helps them to remember Zakar, uh, some experience that they had. And um, we went uh, the last day to a, a shooting range and uh, had a great time. I had not shot my old Browning in a long time. Impressed by guys uh, with my shotgun, I did not impress them with my shooting, okay? Um, <laughs> to say the least, but uh, I, um, I enjoyed uh, being with my group uh, of just, uh, we shot a hundred rounds of, of shells and there were shells everywhere. And uh, so my um, Zakar uh, is going to be taken from some 
shotgun shells, and I'm just gonna pull them out in different ones at a time. First one is this yellow one, and uh, my dad and I grew up. Uh, I I shot a little 20 gauge um, uh, breech open uh, little Beretta shotgun uh, that uh, I shot, and that reminded me of my dad. Uh, that is the red one. He always shot a 12 gauge. Uh, um, he shot a 12 gauge Browning, I believe it was usually or Remington 1100. But just he died about a year ago, and it reminded me so much of, of time with him. Um, but then as I went along uh, and and kind of go along in my life, uh, did some uh, just living in life and and uh, got involved in ministry and as a profession and stuff like that, there were some dark times that entered my life. Um, as a matter of fact, I lost uh, my credentials due to some of those dark times. And um, so this black represents the darkness of, of my life. Um, I wanted to pull out a few more, though, uh, because I love color. Um, as the red blood of Jesus Christ covered me and saved me and redeemed me, uh, I was able to green, grow, and uh, this represents growth in my life, development in my life, so that I can walk the gold streets of heaven one day and live in heavenly the heavenly world and i wanted to throw in this is my wife and i's favorite color we've been married 37 years this september and um i get to have her in this uh in this side of paradise so that's our favorite color we paint every wall that we have uh, or whatever that color so i'm going to make a little stand and put those there but it was a great time we, we used this book um it's called i'd like you more if you were more like me and we shared from that each we had a little small groups and shared a lot somebody's upset over there shared shared from this book outstanding book i'd recommend it uh dr ortland is going to ortberg is going through his own uh, kind of uh storm and crisis right now himself personally and then um i wanted to share two things um my takeaway was this uh, one of my great takeaways was this i wrote down this I am the holder, and actually this came from the doctor himself, Phil Harden. I am the holder of my credentials. I determine whether or not I allow myself to minister and serve and represent God. The Bible says the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. If I let shame define me, they, quote unquote, hold my credentials. But if I believe, look to God, walk in faith, and embrace who I am, I will bear much fruit as a servant and minister of God all the days of my life. And I really believe that was a tremendous, to, to love me as myself with all of my brokenness, uh, with all of my flaws, with all of my weaknesses, uh, so that I can love others and love you. And then lastly, I just wanted to share, um, I too, as Chuck did, uh, wrote my experience out in the bottom part of it. Uh, that I will turn into field here in just a few minutes. I won't read you the whole thing, but I, I just said this as a result. I said, I am full, full of friendships, full of faith, full of delicious food. How do you like that for alliteration? And oh, yes, just made me a little full of bull too. Bull Shoals, Arkansas. Many thanks for a super rich adventure with some of the greatest guys and a great week to experience in my life. It was just an outstanding time, and I am full. And um, lastly, just want to say that uh, this ministry, the Men's Roundtable, is all about the gospel. This this shares the gospel. And I asked one of the guys uh, when we were sharing, I said, what do you attribute the change in your life to? And uh, he, he basically said, Jesus. It's all about the Jesus. It's about the gospel. And so uh, com go to commend it, uh, the Deer Camp Men's Roundtable to you, and uh, uh, maybe uh, an adventure trip one year. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so much appreciate what Chuck and John shared. It, it was such a good infomercial. I feel like there should be an 800 number um, underneath the screen at this point. And if you call immediately, We'll give you two for nineteen ninety five, uh, but in all seriousness, appreciate uh, the guys sharing and um, and again, if we had time and all the guys were here, there would be twenty five guys uh, that could give testimony to God's work in their life. Final question: Who do you know that's in the wilderness now? And we all are, and it is amazing. Again, this whole wilderness. Uh, 
framework that God took the children of Israel to in order to build a nation. He put them in the wilderness for 40 years so that the dead wood, if you will, will, would die out and create a whole nother generation that would cross over the Jordan River and be his representative, his church. And uh, guys, that's what God wants to do today. Uh, he is molding those that will hear his voice and listen. So um, let's dig in. Pick up your um, <clears throat> uh, Bible. And um, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 5. And once again, uh, Moses being um, our guide um, um, and what Moses is uh, seeking to do um, with the instruction um, of God is to produce mature men, um, a nation. Deuteronomy chapter 5, um, God is pretty clear on um, what he intends Moses to do. Follow it as I read verse 32 and 33. So be very careful to act exactly as God commands you. Don't veer off to the right or to the left. Isn't that interesting in our political climate? <laughs> it's not about politics, left or right, walk straight down the road God commands so that you'll have a good life and live a long time in the land that you're about to possess. Walk with God. Guys, I, I would hope that um, during this time and any day that you could somehow quantify what that means to you. Are you walking with God? Um, I mean, the many, many things that we shared this week in Arkansas. Yeah, I'm journaling. Um, I'm reading a book. I'm, I'm reading through the scriptures. Um, I'm, I'm actually um, going to get more involved in the group. I, I don't have a group. I need to get my uh, three other guys. So I'm a team of four. I mean, on and on. How do you quantify walking with God. And certainly that's what Moses is instructing uh, the people on, walk with God. And then continuing on in Deuteronomy 6, he says this, this is the commandment, the rules and regulations, if you will, the lime on the playing field that God, your God, commanded me to teach you to live out in the land you're about to cross into to possess. This is so that you'll live in deep reverence, in deep reverence before God, lifelong observing all his rules and regulations that I'm commanding you, you and your children and your grandchildren living good lives. Listen obediently, Israel, do what you're told so that you'll have a good life, a life of abundance and bounty, just as God promised in a land abounding in milk and honey. And then the pledge of allegiance, if you will, to the Jewish nation is this actual passage then that starts, attention Israel, in, in your study Bible, it, it, it reads, hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And this, this, this whole passage here is known as the Shema, uh, and it is the Pledge of Allegiance uh, for the nation of Israel. Love your God, uh, God, our God, God, the one and only. Love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all you've got. And in your study Bible, again, that, that reads, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you and then get them inside your children. Talk about them. Talk about them. Talk about them. Wherever you are. Again, we talk, we, we talk about that God has given us a confessional faith. You've got to put your tongue engaged in the process. Tell your story. Talk about it with your uh, children. Confess um, your sins, uh, which just means tell your story. Wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street, 
talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. Walk with God and make sure your heart's in it. What your tongue talks about reveals what's in your heart. Scripture is very clear about that. You know, I can sit with you for 30 minutes, and I, and, and I can tell what's captured your heart by what you're talking about. What are you talking about? You know, football? Not so much. Not so much. Um, but it's like, what is on your heart? Um, I want to show you this clip. Um, and, you know, this is um, uh, three songs about 10 minutes of pictures. And I want you to kind of, I hope that somehow God will move and you'll uh, be able to capture um, just the uh, deliberateness and, in, in, and uh, intentionality that we tried to walk through for a week uh, in Arkansas with 25 men. Um, it really is to me summer camp for grown men. And uh, we played hard and laughed and, but men, when we're in the circle and, and we're, I wouldn't let my dear Savior in Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night Praise the Lord, I saw the light Oh, I saw the light, I saw the light No more in darkness, no more in night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside How 
fickle my heart and how woozy my eyes I struggle to find any truth in your lies And now my heart stumbles on things I don't know My weakness I feel I must finally show Lend me your hand and we'll conquer them all But lend me your heart and I'll just let you fall Lend me your eyes, I can change what you see But your soul you must keep totally free Ha 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 your love you invest your life in these bodies we will live in these bodies we will die and where you invest your love you invest your life
guys I, I hope you got a little bit of a flavor of the group and um jeff has uh got a picture of the group again we were a, um, a group of 25 men and uh, just so thankful to the lord the week that he gave us and and he protected us and kept us healthy uh as well and it was a risk uh, for everybody to, uh, to go in the midst of this pandemic uh, but um you know um god protected us so um great great uh week and um the whole point of that week again um was that um men uh would grow deeper um in their walk with god just as moses is instructing us walk with god and it's all about your heart where's your heart what do you talk about i want you to turn over to colossians chapter 1 28 and 29 and and in and in this passage here, um, what what is the means um, to becoming a true man? How, how what is the how? How's that going to happen? And it's in this passage, and not only the means, but the goal. Um, so in in Colossians chapter one. It says this, 28 and 29. It's that simple um, that, uh, let me back up here. The mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. So therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. We preach Christ, warning people not to add to the message. We teach in a spirit of profound common sense so that we can bring each person to maturity. To be mature is to be basic. Christ, no more, no less. That's what I'm working so hard at day after day, year after year, doing my best with the energy God so generously gives me. Guys, that is my life verse. That's uh, our, our mantra for BPO. That That's what we... Uh, stand for. That's what we try to exercise. That's what we uh, li- try to live out. And that's what happened um, in Arkansas. The means. How do you grow? Um, I used to have a plant um, 
that my grand nanny uh, uh, gave me, and I and I, I remember, and, and she gave me the plant, and I, and the, um, and um, and then and then she gave me this little bottle, and it was called Miracle Grow. She said, "Now you just put just a drop of this in your water every day." And this plant will flourish. That plant was huge. I mean, I mean, it it was huge. And it's like, you know what miracle grow is to our walk with God? It's this. It's this. You wonder why you're not growing? Well, you're not using miracle grow. Um, tell me that you're using miracle grow, and you start talking about it. You'll grow. Um, I you to turn over to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, the Apostle Paul talks about that. Acts chapter 17, I love this. They took the road south through um, Apophilus and uh, Apollonium to Thessalonica where there was a community of Jews. And Paul went to their meeting place as he usually did when he came to town. And for three Sabbaths running, he preached to them from the scriptures. He preached to them from the scriptures. He opened up the text so they understood what they had been reading all their lives. They'd been reading it, but they didn't really understand what was going on that the Messiah absolutely had to be put to death and raised from the dead. There were no other options and that this Jesus I'm introducing you to is that Messiah. The means of growth that Paul knew was critical was preaching and teaching the scriptures. The means of our growth is reading from scripture. You know, John mentioned that we used a book by John Ortberg, this great book. But what was so great is John Ortberg simply was just teaching us the scripture and, and pulling out of the scriptures in his own language, uh, the idea of intimacy. The book was about intimacy, uh, knowing and being known. And man, he just broke it down. And as, as a good teacher will do, he got the cookies on the, on the top shelf down on the low shelf so that we could understand it. Um, if you wanna grow, Dig into the scriptures. And sometimes a way to dig into the scriptures is, is get your Bible open and find you a good teacher, a good book that, that somebody's laying it out. And then every time that they teach a piece of scripture in their book, whether it be John Ortberg or whomever you're reading, then go over to your Bible, mark it, understand it out of your Bible, go back um, to the guy, see what he's saying, and keep testing what he's saying against Scripture. That's how Paul helped these men to grow and be mature. The means of growth, the miracle grow, if you will, of growth is the Scriptures. And then what's the goal? Again, the goal is right there in that passage, to be mature, to be whole. The Greek word there is teleos. And that, and that word means to be complete, to be whole, um, um, to be all that God intended you to be. The goal is not being good. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the goal. The, God, uh, um, um, the goal is that you would be able to function out of your real self to be a lion, to be able to be all that God intended you to be, that you would recover that which the world or your addiction has robbed you of. Just be whole. Guys, my heart is full. I've just spent a, a week uh, watching God work in the hearts of 24 other men. And there was a 25th there, and that was my heart. And my heart is full. I'm so grateful. Uh-huh to be a part of his work, God's work in the hearts of men. May you continue to grow. Let me close in prayer. Father, thank you so much for the time you've given us this morning. Thank you for your work in the hearts of men this past week in Arkansas. And I pray that you would continue to do your work in us 
and through us in a way that would bring honor to your name and healing to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. your life.